0: tuning in to BWE Empowerment Radio with Elder Marcia Boynton. She will be teaching on Women in the Bible. This show will air every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the broadcast. Good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, God bless you and welcome back to today's edition of Women of the Bible Teaching Series and Bi-Monthly Book Club on BWE Empowerment Radio. Good morning, beloved. How are you today? This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning to you. I'm Elder Marcia Boynton. It is just such a pleasure. A privilege, and indeed it is an honor to be back with you today. I'm so excited, hallelujah, and just grateful to be with you today. and just thankful for the message that the Lord has given to share. And we are continuing in our series, the message of the matriarchs. Glory to God, we are going to be gleaning from the wisdom of the matriarchs, the mighty women of God, glory to God, over the next several weeks. So I invite you to come back each and every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and be with us as we glean from the wisdom of these women, these mighty women of God, who, as we have shared in a previous broadcast, Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca were all women who were barren, who were not uh, able to give birth to children who, by definition, were unproductive or sterile or unfruitful. And these are women who were used in a mighty way by our Father in heaven to give birth to the nation of Israel in the line of, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Won't God turn it around? Won't he turn it around? Won't he take that situation, glory, and give you the victory no matter what it looks like? Glory, God will turn it around. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. We greet you this morning in the master's name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is risen, who is Lord. Glory to his holy name. God bless you pains. Hallelujah. It's going to be a wonderful morning. We expect to have a great teaching on this day, and we are so looking forward to being with you over the next uh, 50, 45 minutes or so. You will need your Bibles this morning. We'll be referencing several scriptures. I'm going to give you an outline. We have our new book for our bi-monthly book club. Hallelujah. It's a good day to be with us here on BWE Empowerment Radio. Well, we meet you this morning in the last name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we give honor to God the Father. Hallelujah. We give honor to his dear Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God, the Holy One of Israel. Jesus Christ is Lord. We give honor to the Spirit of God. Have your way in this hour. In these next few moments, have your way, Holy Spirit. Saturate this atmosphere for every listener, for every believer, those tuning in for the first time. Saturate this atmosphere. Flood this atmosphere with your presence. Overflow. Overflow the atmosphere. May it be charged with your presence. Help your people, hallelujah, Jesus, to hear your voice. Move Marcia out of the way. In the name of Jesus, we give honor to our CEO and to our founder, Dr. Jacqueline Renee King, who is with us this morning. God bless her. Good morning, Dr. King, and thank you so much for all that you do. We give honor to our overseer, Dr. Apostle Oscar Dowdell Underwood. Thank you for the man of God. Thank you, Jesus, for sending him. Thank you for all that he does. We give honor, beloved, to our ministerial team and staff of BWE, All of the pastors and evangelists and teachers, all who serve in this ministry that just do such a phenomenal job, we give honor to them. And we give honor, beloved, certainly to each and every one of you who are here this morning. God bless you. The Lord is with you, and Jesus loves you. God bless you. we praise the Lord somebody. We're continuing our series this morning. The message of the matriarchs will be in Genesis. Our scripture that we are going to be praying over and uh, seeking the Lord uh, about is Isaiah 66:13. We'll be staying in Isaiah's prophecy as well. And before we do anything this morning, praise the Lord, let's pray. Would you pray with me, beloved, for just a moment? Lord, would you pray with me? Join me in prayer, would you, for just a moment? Good morning to you if you're just joining us. God bless you. The Lord be with you. God bless you, and good morning to you. If you're calling in by phone, if you're on social media or online, we love you, and we thank you so much for your support of this ministry. Would you pray with me this morning? Amen. Gracious, almighty Father, almighty God, yes, almighty God, gracious, merciful, loving Father, in the blessed name of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we pray this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for an opportunity to delve into your word and to glean from the wisdom of Sarah, of Rachel, of Rebecca, of Leah, of the mighty women of God whom you used, the wives of the patriarchs of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Thank you so much for the message. Thank you so much for the own time teaching, helping us as we grow in faith and learning to trust in you and to know to expect the fulfillment of your promise because you said it and you are faithful and you do not lie. Thank you, Jesus, for using Sarah's bedroom, glory to God, to bring forth the Son of Promise. Thank you, Father. Thank you for her example of patience, of trust, for Abraham's example of faith. They grew in faith. They learned to trust in you and to obey you and to believe and to know that nothing with you is impossible. No, nothing, nothing that any son, that any daughter, any child of the Most High God is believing you for this morning. Nothing is impossible. Nothing too difficult. Nothing that you cannot do. You are God. You are Almighty God. You are hell to God. We bless you, Father, and thank you. Thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Penetrate this atmosphere.
1: Lord God, have
0: you pray and be glorified in the name of Jesus. i me behind your cross. Holy Spirit, do what you do best. Teach us and lead us. The glory of your holy name. Have your way. Bless every heart joining us this morning, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. You see and you know every need, and we thank you, Father, that you who are El Shaddai, you who have everything in your hand, Uh, you who are all-powerful and all-sufficient, you who are mighty, God. Hallelujah. Those who are trusting in you this morning for the Sarahs and for the Rachels and the Leahs, Glory for the Rebecca's father, those men and women who are trusting in you and waiting on you and believing in you, glory, would not be disappointed. You said no one who trusts in you, no one who believes in you would be ashamed. And we bless you. We thank you for the victory. We know, yes, God, we praise you in advance. We know that it shall be done because you have spoken it, and we thank you. Thank you for, yes, God, for just rekindling that flame in us, our faith and our passion about you and about who you are. We love you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, thank you. You are good at all times. Touch and bless every heart, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name. And even those who desire to be with us this morning who couldn't make it, we thank you that you would bless them and be with them. Cover every soul in your precious and holy blood. Forgive us of our sins. Have your way. And thank you for teaching us. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the matriarchs of Israel. Thank you for your dear son, Jesus Christ, and for your blood. We bless you and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Glory to God, saints. Good morning to you. How, how was your, your week? Did you have a good week? Are you glad, are you for the weekend and just grateful for a, a weekend where we can sit back together and have fellowship online and look at the word of God and hear the voice of God today and pray that the Lord will speak to you so that you hear and know for yourself. Amen. So that you would know for yourself. May the spirit of the Lord speak. Yes, God, to you so that you would know for yourself. Bless the Lord for every one of you. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Let's get to our message on this morning. Good morning, Dr. King. Thank you for all you do. Our message from this morning, Isaiah 66:13. We're going to be reading this scripture, as I said, and praying over it for several weeks, and we're in Genesis. So let's go to Isaiah 66:13. We have looked at this, and we have... Um, pretty much done a, a pretty good study of it. But uh, we will be praying over it over the next several weeks while we are in this series. And we believe that the Lord is going to do something wonderful. We expect him to. He is good at all times. Isaiah at 66:13. You have your Bibles, beloved? Why don't you open those up if they're not already and turn there with me to the prophecy of the prophet Isaiah, the holy man of God. Thank you, Jesus. Can somebody just bless God this morning? If you're just happy to wake up and just grateful that the Lord has kept you and brought you from a mighty long way, and if you're just grateful to be alive this morning, would you just bless God and say, thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, thank you. Isaiah 66, 13. Isn't God good? Yes, he is. Let's talk about how wonderful the Lord is this morning. Is that all right? Yes, it is indeed. Can you somebody say amen? Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you and good morning to you. All right, the word of the Lord, Isaiah sixty Let's read that together. I'm reading from this morning from the New King James Version. The word of the Lord there reads, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. i say that again. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. One whom his mother comforts, one whom is comforted by his mother. Glory. Thank God for the mothers. Thank you, Jesus, for the matriarchs. Glory. Thank God for the mothers who know how to comfort us when we meet with any trouble, any affliction. We've looked at this before, so we're not going to do too much today. But here the Lord makes a reference to a mother comforting a child, to a mother comforting. He says in the same way that a mother comforts a child, I am going to comfort you. So what is so special, what is so great about a mother comforting a child? Here in Isaiah's prophecy, the nation of Israel is a, full-grown adult, and the Lord says that he's going to comfort Israel, his people Israel, as a mother comforts her children. This is the nation of Israel after the exile, after their punishment, after their disobedience, after their chastisement, after the judgment of the Lord. The Lord said he's going to comfort them. Have you ever had to comfort a grown child, a grown son, a grown daughter after a hurtful experience? Thank you. She asked that, as we know as mothers how to do this. The Lord is going to comfort this people, Israel, to, to comfort, to speak words of kindness, to build up and not tear down. Glory to God. And we want to do that here in this teaching series, to build up the women, to build up the children of the Most High God. We want to build up and not tear down. Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Jacob, to, to encourage, to speak a kind word, to relieve someone of their distress. How, how do we do that? As a mother does it, a mother just knows innately how to nurture her child. glory, how to pick them back up. Glory to God. And God says He's going to do this with the nation of Israel. I'm going to, comfort, to be comforted by God. Thank you. To be kept by God. Yes, to be cared for, to be looked. Over To be kept by Jesus Hallelujah To be comforted To be encouraged by him And he sees and he knows all Thank you If God is for you Who can be against you The Lord says I'm going to comfort you I'm going to comfort you You've had enough of the chastisement Enough Hallelujah Enough Of the, of the, of the, of the punishment Glory I'm going to comfort you and enough of the haters and the naysayers, I'm going to comfort you enough of it already. Stop it. I'm going to comfort you. God says he's going to comfort his people, Israel, to build Israel back up, to build us back up, to restore his people to their rightful place, to rebuild the ruins. Glory to restore. And our apostle, the BWE Doctor Underwood has been teaching on restoration for several weeks. And, yes, here the Lord gives a message of hope to the exiles. He gives them, there's always hope beloved. I don't care what that situation looks like, what the doctor's report might say. uh, let, Let me just get to the message. There's always hope. Thank you, Jesus. There's always a message of hope. And hope in God does not ever disappoint. Hope yet in him. Whatever God has spoken to you, beloved, He's going to do it. When he began a good work in you, he will finish it. All of his promises, yes, God, are true. Not one word of him. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. He's not the son of man that he should be met. He's not a liar. God is faithful. And if he said it, he will do it. And we expect that God will do everything for us that he said, and that he will do everything for you that he said, because the Lord is faithful. So let's take a look at the faithfulness of God this morning. Let's turn back to Genesis 17. Beloved, we're just praying and meditating on Isaiah right 66, 13 over the next several weeks. Amen. Speak Lord, for your servants here. Now let's go back to Genesis 17. Today we're reading Genesis 17. We touched on this a bit on last week, on last Saturday, if you weren't with me. We touched on the Abrahamic covenant in uh, Genesis chapter 12. We looked at the geography. You ever read the Bible with this Abraham uh, from Ur of the Chaldees? You ever read that and talk about the land of Canaan and wonder geographically, what are we talking about? Where is Canaan? We say Canaan, but where is it? And what is Canaan? Where was Ur of the Chaldees? Where was Haran, where Abraham dwelt and settled? So we'll look at some of the geography as well as we do this series. It's important. We also have our new book in our bi-monthly book club. I did post the name of that. If you have not uh, seen it, you want to pick up, and it is a good read. We're looking at it because of the history. It is such a wonderful account of the history of uh, the ancient black Hebrews and the children of Israel and Babylon, glory, Babylon, and the Phoenicians and the Akkadians, and you have to pick this up. It's a wealth, a treasury of knowledge. The book is called From Babylon to Timbuktu. The subtitle is A History of Ancient Black Races, Including the Black Hebrews, and the author is Rudolph R. Windsor. Now, it is a challenge to read. It will challenge you, beloved, but it will give you in-depth, Insight and revelation into the people of Israel, into the people of Canaan, glory really to God, into Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the patriarchs of our faith, into Mesopotamia and to the Phoenicians and the Sumerians, glory really, into the Akkadians and to Babylon. It will give you a good insight into who these people were. Who was Abraham? From where was Ur of the Chaldees? What about Canaan? And, and the Asiatics and the people of Africa, glory to God, and the Egyptians. It's an excellent study, so please pick that up. There will be a reading assignment starting next Saturday. Okay, you can get it online. Uh, I paid, I, I got a used copy of it in very good condition. It was maybe uh, 8 or $9. So the books are not expensive, okay? I'll say the title again, and it, will, it is posted. I'll share that again. From Babylon to Timbuktu, the subtitles a History of Ancient Black Races, Including the Black Hebrews, the author Rudolph R. Windsor. Okay? So you want to pick that up. Glory to God. And I'll be looking at that for just a bit this morning. So we're going to Genesis chapter 17. And where we are in Genesis chapter 17 this morning, as we begin, is at verse 17. Not the your Bibles. Glory. Bible is our what book. The Bible is our history book. The Bible is our history book. It's important when we know the word of God. It's important to know our history, to know that, that we have a rich history, that it is not just that um, we come to this country as slaves and uh, Christopher Columbus discovered America and that's all there is to our history as a people. We have a rich history And it is important to read the Bible, read it on your own, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. That is our greatest teacher. The Holy Spirit is our greatest teacher, okay, to read the Bible, amen, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Glory. So this book deals with the civilization of the people of the black races of Africa and of Asia, including the Hebrews, who in biblical times were, as the author writes, jet black. Amen. Glory. And it's so exciting to know when you read this that there is more to the history of our people than just slavery. We, we were just slaves and brought here on ships, and you know that that's all there is to it. No, there's so much more to it. And when you read the Bible and you read about Abraham and Isaac and about Jacob, we're reading about a people who are just like us. We're reading about who well, are the Hebrews and, and uh, the Mesopotamians and the Phoenicians and the Egyptians. And without getting too deep with it, and and uh, Mr. Windsor does a very good job. He's very thorough. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. He's very thorough. But this will help you prayerfully um, to give you some enlightenment and to know that our history did not just begin with slavery and um, allow the, the Spirit of God to speak to you. Okay? So now let's go to Genesis 17. And we're going to start reading a lot. Good morning, if you're just joining in. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to start reading there. Genesis chapter 17, at verse 17. And this is what the word of the Lord there says. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then God said, No. God said, No. God told Abraham, No. No, Abraham. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And we're going to stop there for today. God told Abraham no. Why did God tell Abraham no? And what is God telling Abraham no about? So we're going to talk about that this morning. And let me give you an outline for this morning just quickly what we'll be going over. I want to look at uh, the the Genesis, the, the book itself. We'll talk about Genesis a bit. We talked about the geography on last Saturday. We'll touch on that a bit this morning, time permitting. We're going to talk about redemption. We'll be talking about Canaan, time permitting, we'll get to all of these things, and the language of the people. And, of course, we're going to talk about Abraham, and we're going to talk about Sarah. Time permitting, we'll get to all these things. If we do not, beloved, we will cover each area, Genesis, the geography, the language, of the land of Canaan, and redemption in this series, and, of course, Sarah. Okay, so those are all of the areas that we're going to be looking at throughout this series as we deal with Sarah. Now, Sarah, glory, Sarah, whose name was changed, the Lord says, I will bless Sarah. And he tells Sarah's husband, Abraham, that he is going to give Sarah a son by him and that he is going to bless Sarah and that Sarah shall be a mother of nations, kings of peoples shall be from her. And Abraham, the patriarch, the man of faith, the mighty man of God, responds by falling on his face and laughing and saying in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Now, some Bible commentators um, and some Bible scholars say that this response of Abraham laughing and falling on his face is not one of disbelief or distrust that Abraham was uh, delighted to hear this Revelation from God that Sarah, his wife, in her old age, in her barren state, would be the mother of a son in her old age. Shall Sarah, Abraham says, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham says, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And it is to this that God tells Abraham, no, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son. It shall be done by Sarah. Now, if we go back to the beginning of Genesis 17 this is what the Lord says turn back with me to Genesis chapter 17 at verse 1 and read this with me here when Abram was 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him I am Almighty God stop right there he says to Abram I am Almighty God what does that mean I am Almighty God here God is using the name El Shaddai for himself for the first time. I am Almighty God. I am your El Shaddai. What does Almighty God mean to you? What does it mean to you, beloved? I am Almighty God. Now, I want to give you some of the definitions of this word because when God says, I am Almighty God, he's telling Abraham, Abraham, I can do anything. I am almighty. There is nothing that I cannot do. There is nothing that is too difficult for me. There is nothing that is impossible. If God uh, speaks to you and says, I am almighty God, daughter, I am almighty God, son, I'm going to bless your business. Hallelujah. I'm going to send increase and provision your way." I'm going to remove the tumor. Thank you, Jesus. If God, I'm Almighty God, Mother, if I'm, I'm Almighty God, Father, I'm going to take care of that unloved one. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take this barren womb. Hallelujah. I'm going to take this barren womb, and it shall be fruitful. It shall produce. Almighty God. I am Almighty God. What does that mean? Na'el Shaddai. God is all sufficient. He pours out blessings richly and abundantly. Shaddai, from the root word, Shaddai, S H A D A D, means to display power. God has his hand on everything. God can do anything. Nothing with him is impossible. From the root word, it means to display. He says, to Abraham, I'm going to display my power on your behalf. Thank you. I'm going to display my power on your behalf, daughter, son. I'm all-powerful. I'm sovereign. I can do anything. I'm going to take the death womb of your wife, Sarah, and the death womb, Abraham, of your own body. And from both of these dried up branches, I'm going to bring forth a son. And from this death womb, I'm going to cause you, I'm going to cause you, Abraham, to be the father of many nations, and Sarah to be the mother of many nations. God says he's all-powerful. He can do anything. He's going to display his power. Please, Lord, would you just, thank you, Father, display your power for me. Yes, God, Jesus, thank you. And some dead situations in your life, hallelujah, some things that you're praying over, glory to God, some miracles or some breakthroughs that you are in need of. God says here, I am almighty, I can do anything. God formed the heavens and the earth on a word. What is there that God cannot do? What is there that he cannot do? Is there anything too difficult? Is there anything impossible? Surely there is not. There's nothing that God cannot do. From a dead womb, yes, I'm going to call Sarah to be the mother of many nations. The kings of people shall be from her. He's going to display his power for Abraham and for Sarah. So when we get up to where we are, beloved, today at verse 7, Abraham falls on his face and laughs. And some commentators say, "Well, he's you know he really believes God. He's not just trusting God. He's rejoicing in his heart that Sarah, his wife, is going to bear him a son." But God, then, then Abraham says that Ishmael might live before you. That Ishmael might live before you. God says, "No." God says, "Here, Abraham, man of God, Sarah is the one who is going to give birth to this son." Of promise, my divine fulfillment of the prophetic word that is true because God said it. What I'm going to do, what I have been speaking to Abraham about all of the years, what I have been telling him all along, his dreams and his visions and the progressive revelation of God, what I have been telling this man all along, everything pertains to Sarah. Everything pertains to Sarah, to the woman who's unfruitful, who's unproductive, who has not yet been able to bring forth a child, who in her state as a barren woman, barren also can mean sterile or to miscarry. It means that she can't keep a child. It means that she may come to the brink of doing something, but it doesn't come to pass. It never manifests. It never happens. So what's wrong with Sarah? What's wrong with these women? With Sarah? With Rachel, with Rebecca. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with Hannah? The word of the Lord there says that God has closed the womb. Closed the womb. That means He didn't permit it to be such that Sarah, up until the point of her old age, could bring forth a child. They have to wait on God. And they have to wait on His timing. They have to trust in Him. And Abraham, you know the account of Abraham? Bible says that Sarah is a good-looking woman, and Abraham goes to the king and he asks Sarah to tell the king that that she's actually the sister and not the wife. Abraham fears because his wife is so fine. In her old age, Sarah looks good. She's a woman who ages gracefully. And how could it be that Sarah? would become Mrs. Pharaoh or that Sarah would become the wife of another man if that happened and if God permitted that to be so, and no been formed against Sarah Prosper. No way. Even by her own husband to have her husband subject her to danger, to have her husband subject her to danger. And the Lord defends her, yes, God, keep me. Be a fence around me. Yes, God, keep me. Yes, God, keep me. Even when her own husband, takes uh, Sarah and looks at her and says, she's so fine, my God. If we we come in here, all these men don't want her. Tell them that you're my sister. And Sarah is now in harm's way. And Abraham, yes, is a man of faith, but he grows in his faith over time. And we, too, over time, grow in faith and all of our experiences and, and we can have the word and we can have the revelation and God can say, I am Almighty God, and He can promise us I'm going to give you this land and to your descendants and I will make your name great and then you all the families of the earth shall be blessed and still have that word and have the revelation and still at a point in my life and I'll walk with Christ and I'll walk with God where we too can get a little weak in faith. Abraham gets a little weak in his faith. So if it's not uncommon for Abraham before this point to get weak in his faith and to say, Sarah, you too fine to be walking around with me. I, even you Abraham, I I don't know what I did to deserve this woman. She's so fine and she with me. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I'm going to come in here and all these well. Where, where is Abraham confidence? Where is the man of God's confidence? Did Sarah married him. Sarah's his wife, where is his confidence to just know that, you know, I can go I can go with, with, with Denzel, glory to God, I can go with Denzel, and she ain't going to be looking at nobody, She she's with me, she's my wife, where is his confidence in himself? Because the Bible tells us that Sarah was a good-looking woman, it tells us that she was, and the Bible tells us that David was a good-looking man, that he's running, the Lord was with him. But the Bible never gives us a description of the physical, not that it matters, but it doesn't, but the Bible never gives us a description of the physical appearance of Abraham. It just tells us that Sarah was gorgeous and beautiful, and and, and Leah had beautiful, delicate eyes, and it tells us about uh, David, that he's ruddy and good-looking and handsome, but we don't get a description of Abraham. For Abraham not to have the confidence in himself as a man to know, you know, that this woman is with me, and, and, you know, she's my wife, she's my woman, I'm her man, and to just know that no matter where he goes, that that it's going to be all right. But he takes Sarah. Little weak in his faith, little weak in his self-confidence, and he puts Sarah in harm's way, and he is weak in the faith. And here when God says, I am almighty God, I'm going to display my power, I am your El Shaddai, I'm God and I'm with you, Abraham laughs. Whether it is from his distrust, and there are discrepancies as to what it is here, but when we look at the Bible text and the Lord says, no, Abraham, Sarah, your wife. What God is saying is the blessing that I have for you, the blessing. the the promise, what I've been saying to you all along about your seed and about your descendants and about the land, and every time I spoke to you and told you I was going to bless you, all of it pertains to Sarah. It is not to another woman. It is not to what you have done out of your flesh. It is not to your attempt to bring about my promise. I'm telling you, man of God, it is to Sarah, Sarah in the old age, Yes, she's gorgeous. Yes, she's fine. Uh, She can still turn heads. Amen. Hallelujah. And Sarah's still got it going on. Glory to God. She's a woman still bad. She can still turn heads. Abraham, we don't know anything about him, but the Bible says, look, Abraham, he's up there too. He's old in age too. Is everything working all right on on your end in order for this to come about? Because Abraham and Sarah have to come together again. They have to come together again. And when God tells Abraham, no, what he is saying is, no, Abraham, it is not the promise that I have spoken to you, what I have shown you, the vision, the progressive revelation, all of it pertains to Sarah. It does not pertain to another woman. It does not pertain to another seed. It pertains to Sarah who will give birth and who will be a mother of nations. What I have shown you, Abraham, and what I have spoken to you is connected to Sarah. You two have to work together. You're connected in this. She is a joint heir in the covenant and in the promise. Abraham is not going to be the father of anything without Sarah. He's not going to be the father. It will never happen that Abraham will be the father of many nations and that in him all the families of the earth will be blessed without a woman. And the woman that God chooses is Sarah, the barren one, the unproductive one, the unfruitful one, the one who gets close all the time, Jesus. But it never happens. And now God says, look, I don't care. I, I know it's been a while, and you've been waiting a while. Thank you. I know you've been waiting a while. I know you have. I know you've been waiting. And I know it's taking time. Don't you give up on me. What I promised you, what I said I would do, I'm going to do. And at this time, Ishmael is 13 years old. That means Abraham already has something that he could use. He already built something. You already have a church. You already have a ministry that's been around for 13 years. He already has something that he put together that he could put out there and say, Lord God, this is what you meant. And when that 13 years has gone by, and you already got something, and you're used to it, and you love it, and Ishmael is his son. He said from his own body. Is he not supposed to love Ishmael? Of course Oh, that Ishmael might live before me for 13 years old. So I was old and I'm old. You know, we already got something, Lord. You know, I, I was waiting on you and we figured we'd just do it this way and help you out a little bit. Is that all right, Father? And God says, no, it's not all right. I don't need your help. I don't need your help, Abraham. Not by my not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit. From the deadness of her womb, I'm going, I am your El Shaddai. From the deadness of her womb, Sarah has endured, as we talked about last Saturday. We talked on last Saturday about barrenness and the reproach that went to the women. And you know what happened in the Bible. You know how, how some women can be Hannah and Peninnah. And Peninnah would provoke Hannah sorry, the Bible says, because she was barren and had no children. And Hannah went to the temple and prayed about it, prayed about it. In the name of Jesus, glory to God, Rachel and Leah, wonder for another, or to have a child with Jacob, Israel. And they were saying, you go take my hand, lady. No, you go take my hand. It's my turn to be with you tonight. Glory. Yeah. Sarah, we talked about this last week. When, when Sarah gives birth, hallelujah to the son, uh, it's a long time. It is a long time that Sal, yes, she's had to wait. She, have you ever had to wait on God to bring about a promise? Are you waiting on God right now to, for him to fulfill something that he spoke to you and said that he's going to do? And time goes by and maybe you're taking too much time and maybe it would be easier, easier to just get up and say, you know what? I'm going to try it with Hagar. Hagar is right here. Uh, yeah, I got something else I could do. I got somebody else in mind. Hallelujah! I got someone else. Hallelujah! Now I got somebody else who's willing and who can get it done quickly, and I don't have to wait all this time with Sarah. But Abraham, sweetheart, your your body is dead. It ain't nothing going on over there. Ain't nothing going on with Abraham either. So let's not get this twisted and just think this is just Sarah who can't produce. Because if Abraham and Sarah, as we said last week, get together. All of the years that they've been getting together, even if everything has been working properly, if they get together, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing happening. And it wasn't, you know, back then, in ancient Israel, it wasn't like it is today, where if a couple can't have a child, you can go to the doctor, a fertility specialist, and find out, you know, is it the woman or is it the man? And go to God, what a blow that would be to the pride of a man to say, look, Abraham, the, the, you know, you're, you're the one with the issue. What a blow that would be. Glory, Because would, would that man want uh, Sarah then to, to get with somebody else? You know, we don't read about that. If, if Sarah couldn't give birth to uh, a child. Abraham can go to Hagar. But if Abraham couldn't get the job done, could Sarah go to another man and say, Look, I, I need a son for my husband? You be my, my father, the father of my child. No, we don't read about that. And when Abraham throws Sarah under the bush, he goes to the king. God will cause that whole household to be barren. He will take all the women and deem that they will be barren. There's no harm is going to come to my daughter. No weapon formed against you shall prosper as you are walking. In your divine purpose, you have a destiny. God is going to get you there. It is his timing, and it has taken a long time here. And Abraham says that Ishmael might live before you. What I've already done, what I've already put together, I already had somebody in mind. We already did this. It's already working, glory to God. It, 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 we can put put this off God and say, this is what you meant. Glory, I have the son that you promised. If you said it would come from my body. It did come from my body. It came with Hagar, but it, the seed was Abraham. This is good enough. God says, no. No, Abraham. Sarah. Is the one Sarah has not yet had the joy, glory to God. Sarah has not yet even had the joy of giving birth, of knowing what it is. Knowing what it is to carry the child to term, glory. Sarah has not yet had that experience. She's not yet had the joy of it. To give birth, Sarah, from her own body, Abraham, from your own body. Yes, Sarah's own body. Why should Abraham... Get get all the glory and all the joy, and Sarah not get anything. Sarah was just in the house with another woman. Sarah in the house. We'll get there uh, over the next couple of weeks in the house. And the Bible says that when, and when Hagar gave birth, she despised and started looking at Sarah sideways. <laughs> ha! Yeah, I about a good choke, man? Your man gave me a baby. Look, look at her Sarah. Oh Sarah, oh no, baby. Ha! <laughs> Now, look, she put up with a whole lot of stuff. But then when you've got another woman living in your house looking at you, despising you, going to God. Tower stay. When she get her I don't you, she will tell him, look, you put that woman out of this house. I ain't going to have some other woman living in my house, hallelujah, looking at me, child, you despising me. Put the woman out. And her son. We'll get that. Abraham. Abraham is told no by God. No, Abraham, it's not going to be your way. It's not going to be what you want to do. It's not going to be what you already put together. It's not going to be your choice. I'm your maker. It's not going to be somebody that you decided, you know, I, 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 I interview some other candidates. Glory oh, to God. You know, you the one God anointed and appointed for the task. And he decides you're taking too much time and he's going to go interview some other candidates and hire somebody up. And God says no. No, what God does when he puts Sarah in harm's way is he causes all the other women to be barren. And to the, you know, he said, uh, he had to cause all the other women to be barren and unfruitful and unproductive for Sarah's sake. No weapon formed against you, daughter, shall prosper. Causes all of them to be barren. See how they like it. See how they like it. They're not going to harm Sarah, and they're not going to harm you. God won't permit it. What is my helper? What can any man do to me? Is God before you? Who can be against you? He began a good work in you and he will finish it. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. There was an outline. I said that didn't I? when we started? There was an outline for the day where I know we're going, but let's stay here. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, let's stay right here. Hallelujah. Thank you. If God before you, who can be against you? He began a good work in you. And he will finish it. He will finish it. If he calls you to it, he will see you through it. A day with the Lord, like a thousand years. Time. Time of a, of a, you ever wait on something and it takes too much time and so you decide you're going to do something else. Yeah, are you waiting for anything? Patience is a virtue. Yes, Ask God to lay patient, to trust in you while we're reading and to know that can't nobody bless us like you can. Can't nobody work it out like you can. Can't nobody do it like you can. We even, God doesn't need our help. When he says he's going to do something, we can't help God be God. I mean, Hallelujah. What has he promised you? What has he promised you, son? Man of God, daughter, are you waiting on him to fulfill a promise? Are you standing on his word and having done all you can do to stand? Has it been 13 years and you already have something out here? And maybe he promised you a ministry or a business or glory to God, whatever it is that you heard the Lord speak to you about it. He told you he was going to do something and time has gone by. Wait on the Lord God is faithful Whatever he told you He will do God tells Abraham no Abram it's not going to be Your way Sarah is the one Whom I have chosen Sarah the mother of many people Doesn't God turn this around So beautifully Takes the, the dead womb Of an older woman A senior citizen Ha huh a mature woman, an unfruitful, unproductive woman. Glory! It causes Sarah to be the mother of many nations. When we look back, when we look back at the history of the children of the Lord, we go all the way back to the very, very, very beginning, not the very beginning, but we go back to Abraham. We we hail him as the, the patriarch, the father of our faith. It all started with Abraham, an older man, who was dead in his mind, and Sarah, an older woman, who was past the age of childbearing. And after 13 years, that could have been a promise, you know? That could have been, you ever do that? Say, well, maybe that was what God meant. Well, maybe I am too old. Yeah, hallelujah. Doesn't Dr. Uh, Apostle that, that Underwood tell us? Hallelujah. Doesn't he tell us that you were born to make a difference? You're never too old. It's never too late. Doesn't the Lord, Dr. Apostle Underwood, tell us this? You're never too old. Never too old. All the way back it started with Sarah, an older woman, past the age of childbearing. Her husband, glory, her husband, And Abraham is the one with the relationship with God from what the Bible says. You know, the Lord appears to Abraham and tells him he's going to bless him and make his name great. And Abraham has progressive revelations, and he's the one where we see in the Bible that he has the faith, hallelujah, he has a relationship with God. And here this man with this relationship with God is actually behind Sarah's back trying to take the blessing that God intends for Sarah and give it to another woman. Abraham is behind Sarah's back trying to take the blessing that God intends for her and to convince God that he ought to give it to another woman and uh, the son of the other woman and not to Sarah.
1: God says, no,
0: Abraham, what God has for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. And, and the Lord is gracious with Abraham here. Because in the New Testament, hallelujah, with Elizabeth, Elizabeth, with Elizabeth, I knew when all of them didn't believe God, the Lord declared him mute and said, you're not going to be able to speak since you don't believe my word. Don't say anything. Don't say anything to corrupt her faith. Don't say anything, hallelujah, to your wife, hallelujah, to corrupt her faith. Don't say anything. You can't say something good. You can't say something Don't say anything at all. So he declares him mute. You don't believe me? Don't speak about it. He's gracious here with Abraham. And he answers, Abraham, no, Sarah. Sarah is the woman, the wife, who will bear a son. And I will make my covenant with Sarah and with Isaac. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. we thank you for this teaching message on today. We thank you for helping us. Yes, God, for helping us as we wait on you to trust in you and not to get sidetracked or distracted by the time, the days, the weeks, the months, the years that go by. And as we wait on you, glory to God, trust in you, praise you and to bless you, to expect you, to believe you, and not to give up, we thank you so much. Sarah, we thank you for a relationship with you, O oh God. We thank you that you are the almighty God. We thank you that you would display your power on behalf of your sons and your daughters who are believing in you and expecting you to bring it to pass just as you said you would. We thank you, Father, for the dreams and for the visions that you give to the man of God, for the woman of God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Sara, Lord, we God for Sabbath, for the older woman, for the mature woman, for the seasoned saint. Hallelujah, we thank you, God. Even to your old age, I am. He says, the Lord. We thank you. Thank you for their wisdom and their faith. Thank you, Jesus. Seventh, I said, our faith, Lord, as we wait on you, as we trust you, and as we believe you, and know and expect that you will do everything that you said. Because you're faithful and you're not a liar We thank you Hold on Lord Hold on God in the name of Jesus He will do everything He's God your hell should Shaddai He will not fail you We thank you God In the name of Jesus Hallelujah We thank you You would bless every everyone Yes God And bring to pass every vision In the name of Jesus And bless Cyrus who wait on you to have a relationship with you, and to hear your voice for themselves, amen, in Jesus' name. We thank you for standing up for Sarah, amen, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Someone else trying to sabotage her blessing, we thank you, Father, that you will stand up for Sarah in the name of Jesus. Stand up for her. Stand up to Abraham. Tell Abraham, no, let him know Sarah. Let him know Sarah for one in the name of Jesus. Speak to the man, oh God, in Jesus' name. We bless you and thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you, beloved. I praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. God bless you. I did have an outline for today. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, have your way. Forgive me next Saturday. Well, Lord, do whatever you want to do. Next Saturday, we will be speaking on uh, redemption and on Genesis and on the geography and on the language and on Canaan, glory, and on Abraham. And we're continuing, Sarah, in this series, the message of the Matriarchs. I pray that this message has been uh, a word to encourage you and to comfort you and to bless you. In the name of Jesus I'm Elder Marcia Boynton So grateful this morning For Dr. Jacqueline Renee King For all of you on social media Good morning to you beloved God bless you Thank you for your support of this ministry We appreciate you so much Thank you for being here with us God bless you In the name of Jesus May the Lord make your crooked path straight In Jesus name Hallelujah for someone. May the Lord make your crooked places straight In Jesus name Hallelujah we're so grateful for all of you who are tuning in. We appreciate you so much of your sharing. Thank you. And if you're blessed by this broadcast, we hope that you will be back with us on next Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to pick up your book in the Bible Club, From Babylon to Timbuktu, A History of Ancient Black Races, including the Black Hebrews by Rudolph R. Windsor. Okay, there will be a reading assignment in that for next uh, Saturday. And, you know, I do intend to kind of stick to the script um, each and every morning when we do the broadcast, but the Holy Spirit uh, sometimes takes over, and I want to be obedient to that. And I I know that this word, uh, this message was for someone, and I pray that you're encouraged, daughter. Yes, hold on. God is with you. He will do it. Everything he said in the name of Jesus, he's with you. He will do it. Amen, and even when there are others behind your back trying to sabotage your blessing and give it to somebody else and deny you what God has for you is for you, and it will be so in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Speak to the man. Hallelujah. Speak to the man. How You appointed her for the job. Amen, in Jesus' name. let that man know that she is the one. It's her blessing. Amen, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody hanging off walking around the house for 13 years, despising Sarah, looking down her nose at Sarah, a woman up in Sarah's house. You know, one. No I don't know no woman who will put up with that. Amen. All right, we'll get to that. Amen in Jesus' name. Thank you. Hallelujah. God bless you, saints. God bless you. We love you here at BWE. Don't forget, tomorrow is Sunday. Word. Make sure, if you're not doing anything, come back and hear these mighty women of God. And even if you are, you can always listen to the replay on Sunday morning with Pastor. Uh, Dr. Uh, Roma Benjamin, and Dr. Teresa A. Moulton-Pastor Moulton, as well. Amen. Uh, we give glory to our CEO founder, Dr. King, an honor to her, and to our overseer, Apostle Dr. Dowdell Underwood, and to all of BWE. We love you and we appreciate you. Go in peace. May the Lord be with you and grant you the fulfillment of every prophetic word that he has revealed to you. Hallelujah. As you wait on him, stand. Hallelujah. On his word. He will do it. And then the plan of the enemy backfired. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Backfired. All thing, try, God it backfired. i that going private, you God denied. Amen. And Jesus, God will do it. He's faithful. Praise him while you're waiting. Praise him in advance. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Thank you. God, hallelujah. yes, God. Hallelujah. God bless you. We'll see you next Saturday, beloved. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for more of Women of the Bible Teaching Series and monthly Book Club. Right here on BWE Empowerment Radio. We love you. Go in peace. Shalom.